You're listening to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. We're so thankful that you've joined us today for another episode. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at The Open Bible Pod or subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Open Bible Podcast. Today, we continue a series called Hectic Holidays. And today we're talking about how to leverage your relationships during the hectic holiday season. As always, I'm your host, Richard Moses. And in studio today, we have the lead pastor of Open Bible, George Riddell, as well as his blessed nephew, Pastor Blake Scott from the Southern Hills Baptist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's get started with today's episode. Blake, it is great to see you in studio today. Good to see you too, buddy. And Pastor, as always. Hey, thank you. I'm I'm a little bit upset though. Why? Because uh, I got two guys in the studio with more hair on their face than I do on the top of my head. <laughs> hey, if you're watching via YouTube today, yeah. we know the best looking person is sitting on the Left, left end. side of the yeah, table. Yeah. <laughs> it's very I've good. got a the, face for radio. Come folks. on now. The middle uh, of the table. Yeah. The gorgeous beard, Spurgeon-esque. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, we're so excited about today's episode. Today, we're in a series called Hectic Holiday Season. And today, we're talking about leveraging relationships for gospel conversations. During the holidays, we see so many people that we only see a very uh, minute time during the year. And so that time is precious and that time can be used for the glory of Jesus Christ. And so Blake is here today to talk a little bit about relationships because honestly, Blake is one of the most relational people I've ever met in my life. In fact, tell us a little bit about what you do there in Las Vegas and how you bridge the gap a lot of times between relationships and Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was kind of my job going to Vegas is, uh, mm-hmm. I was hired to pastor um, brand new people to our church. Mm. So that would either be people, people come up to me in our church and be, Pastor, hey, I really want to get this person in church. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Or it would be brand new people that would just come through our doors and they're really trying to find their first steps to Jesus Christ. So when I first went to Southern Hills, um, we were around 800 people and through our, our church and all of our pastors and our assimilation program, mm-hmm. we've grown past that to well over a thousand now. And we're starting our second campus. So now wow. I'm pastoring that campus. Wow. Um, but really none of that takes place, obviously first without the gospel mm-hmm. being our base. Right. But then it builds to relational ministry. We see wow. Jesus building relationships. We see the disciples building relationships. We see the Apostle Paul having relationships in every city he goes to. And really, I think I have one of the best jobs in the world. Mm. I just got to be able to go build relationships and take people out to coffee. So yeah. what does that look like? So somebody comes to church for the first time, and then how does Pastor Blake become their, like you said it before to me, um, stewardess? If you yeah, will, yeah, or, or I'm their host. You're walking steward. Steward. <laughs> a steward, not a stewardess. Hopefully not. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd really just be their host. I'd yeah. hold their hand all the way through the process, you know. Um, so I would literally just walk them through it, walk them to becoming a member at our church. And most of the time that also meant finding Jesus. Mm-hmm. Salvation. These people were yeah. coming through, and we'd walk them through salvation and baptism and church membership. And it was a, it was a beautiful time where we would be able to ha- hold their hands through. And oftentimes the best part is being able to take that hand that you're holding and place it into another's hand Mm -hmm. because you know, they're building community there. Yeah. Having you on the podcast today is special too, because not only is open Bible, um, the church that your uncle pastors, it's also the place where you grew up, where you have some roots and, um, where you have a lot of, of deep history, if you will. So tell us a little bit about what it means for you to be back, um, on this podcast and, uh, how special it is to you. 
Oh yeah, Open Bible. Um, I mean, has a special place in my heart. I was born and raised here in South Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. For most of my life, I've spent mm-hmm. here. Yeah, uh, I was saved at this church. I was baptized at this church. Um, my first membership was at this church. Many diapers changed. Yeah, yeah, at, at this, this church. church. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, a lot of spankings at this yes, church. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I was married at this church. Wow. Um, my wow. wife was was raised at this yeah. church. She wow. was born at this church. She mm. was saved at this church. Baptized. Me and uh, my dad, we both married you. Yeah. And then what you didn't realize, remember at the end, you thought I was going to pronounce you. Yeah. And then yeah, what yeah, I did yeah, was yeah. I stepped out of the way. That was so cool. And let uh, so cool. and let your pop pop. Yeah. Uh, pronounce you uh, husband and wife. And that was a really cool moment. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. so special. Yeah. I mean, our whole family, three generations, and now we all get to talk and ministry together and, and just spend time together and do that. So yeah, I get to I get to set my dad straight and Blake straight when it comes to talking <laughs> ministry. <laughs> Man, that is so awesome. What a heritage. What a yep. heritage. That's fantastic. Well, Pastor, why don't you set the stage for us today, if you will, lay all the dishes on the table at this Christmas dinner sure. uh, while we talk about relationships? Sure. Um, you know, if you look into the Word of God, you'll find that the gospel, it is based in a relationship. Yeah. God's taking us from one type of relationship into another relationship. Yeah. We, were, we were enemies, according to the Word of God. We were enemies of God. And so that's a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a very good relationship, but if somebody's an enemy of yours, that's not very good, okay? But it's still a relationship. And so God, because of Jesus Christ, takes us from being enemies of him to being sons and daughters of his. And I want to see this in Galatians chapter 4 uh, during this holiday time. And I want you to be, that's the backdrop for what we're doing here today and about um nurturing and and sharing the gospel during hectic holidays with some of these relationships. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 says, Now I say, now look at all these different relationships in here, okay? Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. You see all those relationships right there? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Even so, we, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. That's another relationship. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, another relationship, made of a woman made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Mm. He's moving us from one relationship to another as we accept the free gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And it's it's the, the whole premise of, am I going to be a follower of Jesus mm-hmm turn my whole life over to him and I'm no longer living for myself. Mm. Um, and, and that relationship changes. It changes from a selfish relationship to a selfless relationship. Yeah. yeah. And God has given all of us a place and a purpose to leverage the relationships that he's blessed us with for these types of conversations. Mm-hmm. Cause God desires that all of us be people that are not just saved and thankful to be, but disciples that are making disciples. That's correct. And that's what this whole episode is going to be about. How can you best do that during the holiday season? So, Pastor, what are some of the things you want to see from this episode, some practical takeaways? Well, I, I would really like Blake to be able to address for us how he, how we can leverage relationships in, uh, you know, our, our family, our, our, you know, our work mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. relationships, and in, in our friendships. Yeah. You know, they're the three key groups, right, that we're going to see during the holiday times. Absolutely. And, and um, 
I know that uh, both you, Rich, and Blake are very relational people, extremely relational people. Um, you're best friends with everybody all the time and every single person in the room. Go you know? on now. And uh, that's just great. But that's who you guys are. Yeah. Um, I'm, I have a different type of personality, but God still uses my relationships with other people to be able to help direct him. Sure. I might not be the one to always bring people to Christ. I'm not, I'm, uh, you know, I, I share the gospel and I talk to people. You guys have even more, and you have a charismatic personality. You draw people to yourself. I'm the type of guy that after you win them, you would be the type of person you hand them off to me, yeah. you know, and then, and then I can help hand them off to somebody else. Amen. Yeah. So that's, awesome. that's what I like to see, you know, those three relationships, Blake does a great job in it. I've watched him. Uh, I've, I've actually attended some of his uh, seminars wow. um, on multiple occasions and God's just given him a great talent and ability. So I'm glad to be able to have him here. I have a question. Yeah. Did, did, did he charge you for those seminars? Uh, well, um, <laughs> no, he did let me go free, <laughs> but he did they charge me to go, stay in his house. They let you go for free? No, that's true. I did get charged for that, didn't I? I was yeah. about, hey, yeah. I took wow. you to... The French Cafe. Oh, that's there we true. Go. And it was so, well worth it. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, that, you that, better believe you know, it. I mean, yeah, so yeah I'd pay two hundred bucks to go to La French Cafe. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on now, <laughs> that stuff's good, boy. Creme brulee latte. All right, well, yeah. we're gonna get into this in just a moment, but before we do, we need to have a holiday edition of the Richard Riddell Minute. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. It's that time in our show again, the Richard Riddell Minute. Hey, hey, where we talk about normal life things, Pastor. Uh, Christmas is almost a week away, yeah, and uh, we're just we're just excited. Oh man, I'm pumped! So today, here's what we want to know on the rich. Here's what we want to know on the Rich and Riddell Minute. What's that? What is your favorite Christmas gift that you've ever received? It is a fountain pen, a pilot fountain pen that somebody in the church gave me. It's not my most expensive fountain pen, but I have used it every single day uh, since I've gotten it. That's awesome. It. That's awesome. Right, that was a hard flex on that. It's not my most expensive fountain yeah. pen, yeah. but I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I need a new fountain pen. Yeah. All right. So my favorite Christmas gift that I've ever received is a pair of Ray-Bans from yeah. my wife. But unfortunately, she's had to buy them over again twice <laughs> because I'm irresponsible and either break them or lose them. You know you're supposed to wear them on your face, right? I, I know. Oh, yeah. okay. Just yeah, I know. So okay. uh, that's my favorite Christmas gift, and that's yeah. been the Richard Riddell Minute. Hey. All right. That was good. All right, we're back on our episode today. Right. Today we're in a series called <coughs> Hectic Holiday Seasons, and we have Pastor Blake Hunt from Southern Hills Baptist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, in studio today. And we're talking about how to leverage relationships for gospel conversations. And we're going to talk about three relationships specifically today. Number one, we're going to talk about our family relationships. Everyone's family demographic is different. Some people, like myself, have very few people in their family that are unsafe or unchurched, where other people have many, many family members that they'll see during Christmas that have nothing to do with God or or the Bible or, or relationship with Jesus at all. And so now, no matter where you fall on the spectrum, you have an opportunity over the next several days to be able to witness to them, talk with them, invite them to church, whatever it may be. And so we want to give you some biblical and practical truths on how to do that. So Blake, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family demographic this Christmas and some things that you could say, hey, you could take these away and, and practice these in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Now, my family um, generally would know the gospel, mm -hmm. seen the gospel, grew up in church, those type of things. Really, all of us at the table mm -hmm. would say those things. About half my family 
Um, on the other side, so on my uncle's side, you know, a lot of people know Jesus. Um, on the other side, maybe not so much. Um, mm -hmm. So that obviously is going to weigh heavy during any season. Right. Um, but of course, around the holidays, even more so because we're reevaluating, right? We're we're thinking of things. We're we're growing, and, mm -hmm. and we're we're planning for the next year. So, um, one of the biggest things that when I think about bringing people to Jesus is you gotta ripen the fruit all throughout the year. Mm -hmm. You gotta ripen the fruit all throughout the year. You know, one of the most attended times during church is um, Christmas Day, uh -huh. Easter, mm -hmm. and Mother's Day. Yeah. Okay. So that tells us people are willing to go to church for their family, right? Mm -hmm. They're willing right, to go right. to church and even for their friends or for their coworkers, right. right? But they don't stay. Yeah. How incredible would it be if we could not only get them to church, but have them worship next to us or with us, or even as me and my uncle do, be able to call each other and say, hey, how was church yep. this past Sunday? Right, right. How was this? How was that? We would love to be able to do that with our family friends. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we can do is ripen the fruit. And what I mean by that is that we can take time all throughout the year to be planting the seeds, whether that's a good testimony and we mm -hmm. see them numerous times, or just asking simple things like, Hey, how can I how can I pray for you? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, we're not shoving the gospel down its throat yep. down their throats. We are we are opening the gate to the gospel, if you right. will. Right, um, you're you're shepherding them. Yeah, you're bringing them along to where you know that God wants them to be. Absolutely. And Absolutely. if your family only hears about church at Christmas and Easter and Mother's Day, they're not only going to be a little bit turned off by that, but they're probably going to be like, well. When do you go to church? Right. <laughs> do you go more right. than that? Because yeah. if, mm -hmm. if you don't go more than that, why, why do I need to go more than that? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, ripen the fruit. I, I love that phrase. And I love that um, throughout the year, we cannot, you know, maybe have as many opportunities for big days, if you want to say it that way, mm -hmm. or special days. But just that consistency and that authenticity of, hey, this is a part of my life. And I'd love for it to be a part of yours, too. Yeah. And just continually priming the pump and, and, and preparing their heart for that gospel conversation. So you get to the dinner, you get to uh, the outing, the lights or whatever it is. Now, how do you approach that conversation um, with that unsafe family member or that family member maybe that is away from God? Yeah, you completely, you pepper that with with grace. Mm -hmm. You pepper that with grace. I mean, we, we, we talk about being able to bring somebody to Christ. And I use the illustration of ripening the fruit because if we rip off a piece of fruit mm. when it's not ripe, yep. what happens to that fruit is it's, damaged mm -hmm. it's a damaged piece of fruit so it hurts the fruit mm -hmm. but it also hurts the person picking the fruit mm -hmm. you know we we went to a um we went to a pumpkin or a uh, peach patch okay um back in uh, a peach orchard back in vegas in july mm -hmm. okay and liam was running through and he's only four years old so he doesn't know he just sees these peaches up on the tree and he just yanks them down hmm. well what happens is he goes to bite into them <laughs> <laughs> he nearly breaks his teeth right it's not beneficial for the fruit the fruit's right. gone now we right. can't use the fruit it's going to bruise it's going to go bad it's going to do all those things and it's not beneficial for the person who pulled it off. So yeah. we realize that everything is in God's timing. And I think we see biblical examples of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Pastor, where would you take us for a biblical example of, of something like that? Some Somebody that was prepared to hear the gospel. Well, I think, I think that you look at the life of Nicodemus. Mm. Mm. You mm. can look at, you can look at Nicodemus and, and see that, um, how, uh, Jesus brought, brought him along. Mm -hmm. And what I find interesting is that Nicodemus came to Jesus, mm -hmm. right? That says something. Mm -hmm. It says something. Jesus didn't damage that fruit. Mm -hmm. 
Nicodemus came to Jesus asking questions. Why was that? And not that we were speculating, but I would tend to believe that Jesus had some type of relationship with Nicodemus previously. Yeah. Um, and so he, he brought him along that way. Mm-hmm. And then Nicodemus started asking questions. And I think, you know, Blake, you said something about ripening the fruit and doing that all throughout the year. And I think that's key, guys. And the reason that I think that's key is because what you're doing is you're showing people that I care more about you as a person than I do about you getting uh, something that I've got. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not too many, so many people just use others for their own benefit. And what you're doing is you're showing that person that you love them as an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I told our church recently, I think it was this past Sunday, I, I want a bunch of unsaved people in our pews sitting there evaluating, seeking, wondering if this is really real. I want mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I want people coming and questioning, yeah. is this Jesus man you're talking about, is it really real? Yeah. And then to see that we actually care about them as people, Absolutely. not just as quote-unquote a number. Oh, well, we had 52 saved this past year. Well, yeah, th- but they're more than a number, right? You know, so right. so so many times. I mean, the Christmas holiday or a big day or whatever you want to call it ends up becoming really a a pony and show for <laughs> our pastors, right? Yeah. Like, hey, pastor, look at this guest at hey, church, hey. you know. And it's like, hey, meet him, meet there, right. and, and almost that picture on Twitter, almost, Christmas yeah. Eve night, thousand three in service today, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, our last one by a few, <laughs> and yeah. then and then we never see him again. Yeah, and and that's yeah. what breaks the pastor's heart. Is like that's great. Are they coming next week? Yeah, so family relationships during the holidays go beyond the holidays. Absolutely. That's what we're saying. Absolutely. Family relationships about the gospel go beyond the holidays. So let's shift gears here. Let's talk about our coworkers. Coworkers can be a very uh, touchy subject for some, Um, whether they be good touchy or bad touchy, I don't know. But Mm -hmm. hey, if you're in a cubicle or if you're in an office across the the street or maybe during 2020, during our current COVID climate, maybe you have been across the screen more than you have across the room this year, but your coworkers are given to you on purpose for a purpose. God did not put you in that job by accident. That's right. And he didn't put those people at your job by accident. God wanted you to be able to reach them. He wanted you to be able to be used of God to help them. Um, So Blake, when it comes to our coworkers and the relationships that we see there, how do we leverage those relationships for the gospel during this season? Well, so we'll build off the last principle here. We're always continually trying to ripen fruit. Mm-hmm. So really, we'll, we'll just continue to use that illustration and say, then how do I ripen the fruit with my coworkers? Yeah. Right? How is the best way that I can ripen the fruit with my coworkers? And um, what I find, honestly, that is the best way to where we can show Jesus by personal example. Mm. So I'll, I'll illustrate this with a with a story. Uh, there's a girl in our um, in our newer campus, right? Uh, that br- has brought a, a a lady to church, and she began coming to church because of this. This is incredible. Um, she'd go in. She would be frustrated with her husband. She'd voice it to her coworker, right? Her coworker, the the member of our church, would then say, "Man, you know, um, I can totally understand that, mm-hmm. but this is." You know, this is what I would suggest. Maybe try this. Maybe try that. And eventually, this person just became or found out that the reason she's giving this advice is because she's a follower of Jesus. This is so cool. So then we go to launch our campus, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes, you know, the person that taught me these principles 
is starting a brand new church. Mm. You should go and ask him some of these questions. Mm. Okay, and now that lady is saved and she's mm. on her way to being baptized and a church member and her That's husband's awesome. come to church and their daughter has come to church and they've been consistently there. And why? Why is that the case? It's because she saw Jesus yeah. in this young lady, in this yeah. young woman. She saw Jesus in their marriage. She saw Jesus in their relationship. They invited them over for dinner. They were hospitable. They ate with them. They dined with them. She had coffee with her. Mm -hmm. She had dinner with her. And she purposely pursued the relationship to the gospel. And what it reminds me of is when Paul goes in, he says, to the Jew, I'm a Jew. To Greek, I'm Greek. Mm -hmm. All to win the lost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what this young woman was doing. She was just like, yeah, you want to have coffee and talk marriage? We can go talk marriage because yep. eventually I'm going to point you to Jesus. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to go talk about the Eagles? Yeah, we'll go talk about the Eagles. <laughs> and then we're going to, we're going to push it to, we're going to mm -hmm. push it to Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to talk about, you know, the Wentz wagon and Wentz being the Savior? <laughs> I'll push it to Jesus being the Savior, right? Like sure, we can sure, talk sure. about these things. And that's what she did so beautifully. Yeah. Um, but unless we're purposeful in our conversation. Yeah. And purposeful in our pursuit mm -hmm. of our coworkers, because those doors will open. If we're different, they'll ask. Yeah. And if they're not asking, then pastor, you'd say this. Maybe we need to reevaluate mm -hmm. if we're actually different. Yeah. Right. Or if we're a, a lot of Christians, they they see their coworkers not as a gospel opportunity. They see them as a burden. Mm -hmm. Man, I just wish I just wish you were like me. And since you're not like me, I'm not even going to try, mm -hmm. you know, because I go to church and I do what's right. And, you know, where I gave my money this week and my family would never listen to that or go there or do that. So instead of engaging that person, we shy away from that person. And when doing that, we create barriers mm -hmm. and we create barriers that God never intended for them to have because yeah. Jesus gave us a very good example. He was walking to Samaria and he said, oh, this woman at the well is different than me. I know she's a sinner. I know she's away from God. Um, I know that she has a great need, and I'm going to engage her. Right. Culture told him, stay away. Right. But Jesus said, no, I love her soul enough to reach out to her. And then eventually that conversation led to her salvation. Right. Beautiful. And that same picture is what God wants us to practice in our workplaces, because those are not an accident. So have a have a relationship with those people on purpose for a purpose. You know that you know during your uh, holiday time with coworkers, you know you're going to be going to holiday parties. Yeah, you're going to go to. Yeah. And, and you know you ever you ever notice holiday parties? There's always one or two folks that are maybe off to the side yep. or whatever. Why don't you just go be a friend to them? Mm -hmm. Pursue them. Uh, yeah. Um, or there's always you always see maybe one or two people standing off to the side just talking because they know that somebody else can understand them or because they have a need. Yeah. And there's there's ample opportunities during those times to be able to, even if you don't have an opportunity right there to share the gospel, mm -hmm. maybe this holiday season, maybe you haven't been ripening the fruit all year long. Maybe it's this holiday season that you start ripening the fruit and yeah. then by next holiday season, we hear about that they came to Christ. Mm, yeah, that'd That's be beautiful. beautiful. So let's move on. You can pick your, you can't pick your family. You can't pick your coworkers, but you can pick your friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is where it gets a little sticky. Of course. Uh, because you've chosen these folks to be a part of your life. And these people that are, are living life with you day in and day out, and these people that you text and that you talk to and have over to your house, that you would consider friends, maybe some of them 
are not where they need to be spiritually. Maybe that they're saved, but they're away from God. Maybe they've never been saved, but they've, they've been your friend for many, many years. You've been praying for them for many, many years, and you don't want to burn that bridge of that friendship, but you really want to win them to Jesus Christ. So where do I start with my friends in leveraging those relationships for the gospel? Yeah, you start and you really, I would become vulnerable mm. with my friends. You know, too many times as Christians, we are um, wise as doves mm-hmm. and harmless as serpents. We have the hate brother mentality. <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. good to see of, him, brother. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Bible calls us to be wise as serpents yeah. and harmless as doves. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and what I mean by vulnerability is this, as these natural times of reevaluation come, mm-hmm. right? The Christmas holiday season, the New Year is coming up, mm-hmm. school year. Yep. We're setting our kids' schedules. Yep. Believe it or not, the summertime, you're yep. setting vacation schedules. As these new opportunities arise for new things to be coming into your friends' lives, you go to them and say, hey, there's this area that you're really great at. Yep. Would you be able to help me in this? Mm-hmm. And if you can help me in this, I'd love for you to allow me to speak into this. Mm-hmm. And that's when we, again, we are opening the window for them to speak into us mm-hmm. so that we can accept and then speak into them. Yeah. And we speak, when we speak as Christians, we all be speaking then gospel truths yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. into their lives. So if there's somebody that's like, you know what, Blake, like I noticed that you had 14 slices of Antonio's pizza mm-hmm. just <laughs> at lunchtime, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, Maybe there's time where you need to start jogging again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to take that and I'm going to start jogging with them for the purpose of, hey, man, I'm, I'm noticing some stuff. Like you, Sometimes you just wake up. You're not yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I help you with that? Right. And then we point them back to Jesus. Yep. Uh, you know, I think what this whole thing comes down to, the whole conversation that we're having today, it comes down to us, us changing our paradigm, changing the way that we're viewing something. What we need to do is view every interaction as an opportunity to direct it towards the gospel. Yeah. So we have Christmas, we've got Christmas Eve, we've got this, that, the other thing. How can I direct? This person just comes to me at work and just found out that, that their uh, husband has cancer. How can I direct that to the gospel? Uh, their kid just graduated from high school. How can I direct that to the gospel? And, and over and over and over and over and over again, looking mm-hmm. at, and it changes our paradigm. Instead of, see, we are, most of the time, Christians are pre- practical atheists. Mm-hmm. Mm. We really are. We live as if, we know that there's a God, and we serve, but we don't look at our world through God, um, God, uh, God-sized glasses, okay? Yeah. We don't look at the, the world that way. And I think the conversation comes down to, God, just give me the eyes to be able to see people the way you see them and use this holiday time yeah. to be able to help me leverage it for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. God has given us all an opportunity during these hectic holidays to have gospel conversations. And Blake, it's been so good to have you on the podcast today. Would you just wrap us up, give us a last word of encouragement about these relationships, whether it be coworker, friendship, family, and what your plans are, what you're praying for, for the listener for this holiday season? Yeah, I'd pray that we take it away that the the church is not the only place to where we can share the gospel. Right. Yeah. Our goal is not to get people to church. That's a natural result yep. mm-hmm. of our goal. Yep. Our goal is the Great Commission, and the Great Commission takes place in sharing the gospel much more on sofas and couches and coffee shops mm-hmm. and in the workplace and out of the workplace and over pizza than it ever will inside of the church building. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the way it should be. So be encouraged by it because you have more gospel opportunities 
than these two sit next to me do, mm, than yeah. I do. Um, you're doing the work. Um, we're equipping you for it. Yep. So take it and go. Well, you've been listening to the Open Bible Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Open Bible Pod, and join us again next week for our next episode in the series, Hectic Holiday Seasons. Help us to continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles by sharing this with a friend. And we'll see you next week on the Open Bible Podcast.